Hello and welcome to the Commander Cody podcast. I'm your host, Cody Glott. Please check out my content over on iTunes, Podbean, and I'm trying to get on the Google Play Store and other areas, but definitely check me out on iTunes. Just type in Commander Cody podcast or go to Podbean and type in Commander Cody podcast and that should get you where you need to be. I released uh, episode one and I had a lot of good responses to it. So let's keep going and hopefully keep building an audience. And if you have questions or comments or like to support me, go over to Patreon. Or if you want to just support me on the free feeds, go ahead and support me over on iTunes and Podbean. So thank you so much for the support. And let's jump on in. So we have three news stories this week. Um, the first one comes from uh, Dateline. According to Adam Driver, the actor who plays Kyle Ren, he has revealed some very interesting details on his character. Quote, With Star Wars, I had one piece of information of where it was all going, and that's where it has been in my head for a long time, and things were building towards that. It feels very theatrical, if anything, because in the plays that I've done, a six-month run-up on very last day, you feel like, oh, now I have it, a better understanding of what it is that I want to do. I wish we could do that all over again. Working on a play, the questions you can ask yourself are infinite, and that's what torturous about a film. You only have one shot to get it right, and you can do a lot of takes, but we're all going to get back together again and do this. But for something you've done for six years, you still have a chance to go back and make something a little bit more articulate. Some people claim that Disney never really had a plan for Star Wars. They kind of, they bought it from George Lucas, and then Disney's like, oh, we need to start pumping out movies as fast as possible. So this kind of gives some insight that potentially Adam Driver had some direction on his character, at least. And that's kind of promising because Star Wars is such an important franchise to a lot of fans that to not have a plan would be ill-advised, in my opinion. But I feel like Kathleen Kennedy kind of gave free range for the directors, J.J. and Ryan Johnson. And to me, they both created wonderful films, but to others, it seems disjointed and almost we don't have a plan so i think episode nine will clear up a lot of things and then as a whole package i'm looking forward to years in the future going back and watching it or have someone that's never watched star wars to watch it and ask them does this feel like they didn't have a plan to you and then i think only then we'll have the answers all right let's go to story number two and this comes from over on John Boyega's own Instagram page. And he revealed some kind of interesting details. It's a really cool image of him and his hands. And it's kind of like it looks dirty and there's some blood on him. And here's the caption that went with the post. Great working day on set! Exclamation point. The whole team pushed themselves today to achieve something visually crazy! Exclamation point. I've had many moments of shock uh, on set, but not like today. And I can't wait until you know why. And then it has like hand emoji and hashtag FN2187. Some have speculated that Finn might use the Force, which I don't think they'll do, but I think this maybe was some big battle like I was talking about last episode where maybe we're going to end this on some kind of planet where they're trying to get to Kylo Ren or some Rey and maybe they're leading a force, the resistances against the First Order. So maybe they're trying to get an artifact or get something that will end this conflict that's been going on in the galaxy. So it's very interesting. I I love getting these kind of morsels from the actors and the directors. I think we're just going to get more and more as we get closer to episode nine. So these kind of things just help build the hype. I'm really excited about that. So we come to our last news story, which is very interesting to me and I think to a lot of fans. So according to Kotaku, Electronic Arts has canceled its open world Star Wars game. According to three people familiar with going ons at the company, the game announced alongside the shutdown of Visceral Games back in 2017 has been in development at EA's office in Vancouver. 
So this kind of brings us to the main topic, which is Disney, please bring back a good Star Wars game. You're my only hope. I love Star Wars games. They're probably, definitely my favorite game of all time would probably be a Star Wars game, and that was Knights of the Old Republic. There's been others that have been excellent, and I kind of want to talk, dive into some of those games. Disney bought Lucasfilm back in 2012, and EA has had that license for almost, what is it, six to seven years almost now. And we've only gotten two games. They're both Battlefront games. I never played the first one. I played the second one. I beat it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I still play it. But it had a very small story and was a first-person shooter, which I enjoyed. It very, it definitely felt like Star Wars when you were you know, shooting blaster bolts and everything. But I prefer story-based games. We haven't gotten that. And it just doesn't make sense. There's so much content and so much canon to dive into. So many different characters. You can create new characters. Why haven't we gotten a good game? A lot of people don't like EA as a company, and I tend to agree with them. But I wish Disney and Lucasfilm would give other studios a chance to make a good Star Wars game. Maybe we'll get that. Maybe them seeing like, hey, they've only produced two games. Battlefront 2 got a lot of heat for the microtransactions. Maybe we should move on. It doesn't matter that EA is paying us a ton of money for this. We need quality because Star Wars is a brand and we want we don't want to damage the brand. I don't know if Disney cares more about money or their brand is perceived by, you know, the fans. Only time will tell, but I'm hoping either EA gets their act together or we get a better studio or multiple studios to work on the games. One thing I wish Disney wouldn't have done was close down LucasArts which produced awesome Star Wars games, and I kind of want to dive into those. The first one I kind of want to dive into is Star Wars Republic Commando, released in 2005 for the PC and Xbox. Republic Commando takes place kind of before Order 66, and you're commanding a small group of clone troopers. It was a a great first-person shooter, came very unexpectedly. I don't think a lot of people were thinking that, you know, we were going to get a game about clone troopers. It was going to be a first-person shooter, no less. And at that time, I remember playing it on the original Xbox, and it was a great game. At the time, the graphics looked awesome. You could command your troops by pushing on the D-pad to do certain things, like you could heal yourself or have them like go around a wall and stuff like that. So it had some very complex things at the time. And the story, by the end, you kind of you know, are getting it pieced together like, oh, this is about to happen and, you know, about the Jedi and everything. And it was just a great game. Another game that really kind of meant a lot to me growing up as a kid was Star Wars Pod 1 Racer, which a lot of people give hate on The Phantom Menace, but that was an awesome game in Nintendo 64. I remember I was in, hmm, let me think. I think the third grade, I believe, when I traded, um, I had Torok for the N64, and I traded this uh, kid. I can't remember his name, but I, I can see his face clear as day. I traded him for Star Wars Pod 1 Racer, and I don't regret it at all. I had a ton of fun. I liked how the mechanics worked, where if you hit the side of walls, you know, force fields, your uh, pod would get damaged, and it would kind of show on the corner, and you would have to be careful. And if your engine blew up, you kind of go flying. And there was all these kind of secret ways on the tracks, and always trying to beat that time and trying different racers. They were all there. And at the at the time, the graphics, to me, were awesome. For a Nintendo 64 game as a little kid, you're just, like, amazed of what technology can produce. And I'm actually, I was eight years old when The Phantom Menace came out. I originally watched the originals, but I grew up watching the prequels. So 
to be able to fly and play inside that world was so amazing and so fun. And I wish that EA would just produce something that would resonate with with people. I mean, yes, I did like Battlefront 2, but it just it was fun. I played it and I beat the story, which was very short. It fell flat for a lot of people. And the games that I'm going to come up talking about next, they people still say that th- that's their favorite story of all of Star Wars. And w- what game I'm talking about, of course, is Knights of the Old Republic. I've played and beat Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2 multiple times. I played it on the original Xbox. So I haven't played these games in a long time. And I really want them to go back to this series or have something similar, like a, an awesome Star Wars RPG. So the Knights of the Old Republic came out in 2003 from Bioware. It came to the Xbox and PC. The original uh, Knights of the Old Republic, or KOTOR, as it's known by fans, it puts you in a story where you're making these choices. It puts you in these situations where you're either going to be a Jedi on the light, or you're going to be a dark side, or you can play kind of somewhere in the middle. You meet these awesome characters, and the thing I loved about the game was they had these pretty much all voice cast of all the characters that you encountered, and then you would click which dialogue option, and then it would tell you, like, oh, you would earn dark side points if you chose this option, or oh, you choose light side points if you did this option. You were able to wield, like, two lightsabers or a dual saber or different colored lightsabers and that was so awesome and the story of the first game is unmatched by almost anything that has ever been produced since in terms of star wars story and just the twist and turns and the character building with you know when you're on the ebon hawk which is an iconic ship that almost matches my uh love for the millennium falcon it's just you go around and you're able to go to all these planets there's all these side quests and it just it engrossed me I just remember sinking hours upon hours into that game. The second one came out a year, uh, in the next year in 2004. That game, the story wasn't as strong, but it improved on graphics and just some of the moves and just kind of how the presentation on how it looked. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that one quite a bit, but you can't beat the first one. I just feel like 2019, we have games like Red Dead Redemption, Spider-Man, God of War. Why aren't we getting this kind of quality out of a Star Wars game? It doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. I, like I said, I liked Battlefront too, but EA can do more. You know, Disney can do more. Lucasfilm can do more. Please, fans want a great story-based game. I feel like that has been proven on the PlayStation that, you know, story-based games sell and they help sell consoles. Let's get a great story-based game. The, the team that builds the Grand Theft Auto games and the Red Dead Redemptions, just, I want them to build a Star Wars game. I know they probably won't do it, and maybe Disney, I don't know how long the EA-Disney deal is. I think I read somewhere that it's like 10 years or something, so hopefully maybe it's expiring in 2022, but that's not guaranteed by any means. Disney shouldn't have got rid of Lucasfilm. They should have kept it in-house. Great talent when it went to the to the studio, and they had great games you know, before got rid of it. We just need a great Star Wars game again. That's kind of my episode for the week. If you have any questions or have any topics that you'd like me to discuss, please write in or comment below. This is Commander Cody. Again, you can find me on Patreon at Commander Cody Podcast, or you can search me on iTunes, Commander Cody Podcast, or on uh, Podbean. So like I said, I'm trying to get on Google Play and other platforms, so just keep an eye out for it. But if you have any questions or concerns, please let me know. This is Commander Cody signing off.